Welcome to the Regain Begun podcast, where it's all about keeping weight regain at bay, overcoming setbacks, and getting real support after bariatric surgery. Here's your host, best-selling author, registered dietitian, and physician's assistant, Samira Khan. Hello, thank you so much for joining me on the Regain Be Gone podcast. I'm your host, Samira Khan, and this is the podcast for people who've had bariatric surgery and are struggling to keep their weight off. Today, I have someone very, very interesting. Her name is Joe. For people who don't know who Joe is, basically, she is the owner of Jojo Concepts International, and she's been specializing in non-surgical hair replacement. She, her job is to make people feel good and look good. She's been doing it for like 30 plus years. She loves what she does. She's been a guest on a lot of radio talk shows, and her clients have been basically women and men, boys and girls who've had hair loss, maybe due to either alopecia or due to chemotherapy, other medications, and even bariatric surgery. So Joe is also a New York State licensed cosmetologist. And today we're going to explore how she works with her clients, on her clients, and how she helps people with that speed bump people go through of hair loss after bariatric surgery. So Welcome, Joe, to the show. Thank you for having me. Great. So tell me a little bit about yourself. How did you get into this uh, particular niche? Well, I got into this niche because first, actually, I went to barber school first and became a barber. Okay. It was during barber school and working as an apprentice in a barber shop that I started looking at every all men's hair, anywhere from five years old to like 95, to get ideas for hairstyling and things. And then what I couldn't help but notice are people who wore, I hate to use the word, but toupees. That's what we used in those days. And then men, they, they didn't look good. So I put it in my head that I wanted to make a difference. And I wanted to be able to make them look really good. One thing led to another, and this is the greatest part. I actually then went to cosmetology school to be a better men's stylist. But it was because of that I was able to answer an ad that was looking for a cosmetologist to do men's hair replacement. Okay. That was odd. It was odd. And I, I got the, I, luckily I did get the job. The funny part was she said to me, do you, it's important to know, you know, but we, because it's men, we use a razor on their sideburns and the back of their neck. Can you use a straight razor? I said, I am a barber also. She was like, don't leave. You have, you're working for us. This company moved from Manhattan to Long Island. So I already had people that were clients. So it wasn't like I had to build up a business. I, I was really just being trained and I took over an entire group of people. So what the biggest part of that was in there, it went led from that to eventually, you know, the reason I started doing with women was because to another position later in another company, also men only, but the boss asked me to do a woman's hair and it was because of chemotherapy. And I was nervous. I, was, I wasn't used to doing women in that type of part of what I did 
yeah, I did haircuts at my house in the kitchen, but not hair placement for women. But the turning point was I did do it when I put it on her. She was, her daughter was with her. Her own mother was with her and her granddaughter. It was a whole lineage family. And she started crying. And her daughter asked her, why are you crying, Ma? And she said, because I feel like myself again. Oh, That completely changed the course of the direction that I was in. I was still doing hair replacement. Now I committed, I will help anyone, anybody, any kind of hair loss. I will figure out what it is. I went on extensive education, traveling the world, do learning and wherever I could learn just to help people. So that is how I got into it. Love it. So we've heard of surgical hair replacement all the time. You hear it all the time. What is non-surgical hair replacement? Great. Yeah, I'm glad you asked. Non-surgical, first of all, means it's not a doctor. Even though I tell people I do non-surgical hair replacement, they'll turn to me and say, especially the men, well, do you put transplants in? Do you put those? I said, no, that's a doctor. What I do, it's non-surgical is it could encompass anything, even say extensions. It could be fillers, toppers, top of the head. It could be a full wig. It could be anything that's not surgical that helps people have hair. Okay. So that's what it actually means. And do you work with wigs? I work a little bit with wigs. If the person has absolutely no hair, that's when we need to do a wig. So that could be like alopecia, the different types of alopecia, universalis or total, or because of chemo, in a condition where they have to cover it all. I like to work with what hair they have and help give enhance the hair they have so that it's more comfortable, more natural, and you know they feel like themselves. Absolutely. So are they different types of non-surgical hair replacements or is it just one way of doing it? No, that's a good question because there are different types. The best way I could describe it is like there's daily wear. Someone who just wants to do it in the daytime, maybe something that put on themselves and maybe like if it's a female, she might use a bobby pin. Male or females, they would might use some kind of clips that we have. Something they can do themselves or if they have extensive hair loss. If, if just because they had the surgery, they may be doing wonderful and look great. And now they may have thin, they may have already had hair loss before, but now they're transforming them, their, their looks completely. So they might want a man that might've had male pattern baldness. He would be able to use a two-sided tape. That's where it's a daily wear. Then there's extended wear where we use their hair. Existing hair is one way as an anchor. We can tie it into their hair and or some cases we even use adhesives, medical grade adhesives to attach it right to their hair. And that is for people who do not want to take it on and off. They want to sleep in it. It's for more extended times, 24-7. It's there, right there, 24-7. You don't even have to remove it. What about when you take a shower? If they have the extended wear, and sometimes even in daily, I can, I will educate my clients if they're in a position that they have daily what they could do. But extended wear, absolutely. They learn to shower with it on and wash their hair. There might be little tips and tricks that we teach them to educate okay. them, but they do wash it, you know, like they would normally. And what is the length? To what extent do you go? Does it like shoulder length for females or is it like uh, the bob cut? What is it exactly? Is it uh, go by what the uh, client asks for? 
Yeah, well, what we usually, most of the clients that come to me want to usually, if, say if they had this, had your surgery and they lost hair because of it, or it made them lose more, that person might just want what they had back, the look of what they had. So they would look for pictures and, and work with me and they would show me pictures of their hair before they had any hair loss. Okay, gotcha. That would be the goal, to give them that look if they want. Now, but... Some people, may, they're looking for more dramatic and they don't care. They're happy with how they're doing. They're doing well and they're a little bolder. They could choose to have a different look. We work then with photos of ideas for styles, lens, and sometimes it's a transition. We start with a little bit and then eventually they want more. All right. So that sounds really good. And uh, so they, do your clients bring pictures with them of what they used to look like or what they want from magazines or old photographs? All of that. They do all of that. They're old photographs, pictures of ideas that they might like and themselves or other people. Absolutely. And can you talk about the options of these uh, different types of hair replacements? You, oh, you, we just did. Is that what you said? The extended and the non? That's one type of option. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. Then what we need to determine is if it's say if it's somebody who wants super easy and they're going to wear daily, they might want something like a synthetic fiber, which is kind of like wearing clothes with some polyester in it. And they just want easy. But Or some people like to do their own styling and are much more into that. They would want a natural hair, human hair. So those are the different options that we then talk to. Sometimes we even do a blend, depending on what they want, depending on their lengths they choose and their okay. own style. This is so interesting. So, you know, you do natural hair, synthetic, or a combo of both, correct? Yes, in some cases we do. All right. So where do you work out of? You have your own studio? Yes, I have uh, my main location. It's in a professional building. And because of the nature of this, it's very personal and private for people. Absolutely. People, you know, it's like confidentiality, right, of your clients. That's very important. A hundred percent. So we work in a, uh, it was a doctor's office. So we have, where you have an exam room, it's like a little mini salon for the individual client that they go into each room privately. Okay. In Long Island. I'm also in Manhattan and Manhattan is only one client can come in at a time. Is I call it my boutique, boutique salon. <laughs> but there, it's, everything's by appointment only anyway, so we don't have any problems with overlapping like that. How long is the whole process? How many sessions do you need before you actually get to the end point? Well, the, what we usually, that's something important when they meet with me, we determine if there's a deadline. They tell me and we need to know that. So if they need something quicker, I might have to look at my resources and look for something that I could customize, kind of like buying the, you know, the wedding gown and then having it taken in or a suit and having it tailored. Okay. Fit. So that's what I have to do if somebody is on a time crunch. If they have time, then we look at more important is what's their goals so that I can design accordingly and the time could, that could affect the time, how long it takes, because we want to do it right in the, fir the first time. Okay. If they have the time. What can you do for men or women who've had hair loss after bariatric surgery? Because we, we see that a lot. It's a big issue. And, you know, I'm sure everybody would love to hear about that. Well, and it dep we could depend on how much hair loss and where their hair loss is. Do you find, if it's overall, 
And if they still have enough, there are ways that say, I, if I could just fill in the top, an example would be, I'm going to use a woman for an example, and I can have her grow the top out long, and then that will help fill in the sides and the back. If I could do that, and I put some, and if she already has that hair, if I fill in just the top, then we could use her hair on the bottom, and the top hair can be part of the sides and back. We can combine the two. So that's one way. I don't know if men are they if they're as thin on the sides as they are on top when they we, lose it. We hear we hear about females more than males, but I'm sure there there is hair loss with men also. Yes, with females, you know, there are a couple of ways we could do it based on their styles, and that's what I help them with. Absolutely, using as much hair as their own as we can is is key. Um, with men, because of the new looks today, especially if they're young, you know, I do uh, short sides. The, the young men will wear the fit, short hair on the sides and longer hair on top. It depends on what the male is comfortable doing. And then there are some men that still wear long hair. That's who they are. They might be a musician or something, or that's their style, longer hair. Then we could do similar to what we do with the women where we can use the hair that they have and fill in on top. It's usually the top that's the biggest issue. What about hair thinning? Do you see a lot of clients who have not bald, not going, but then the hair is thinning out? Do you have any solutions for that? Well, I, for thinning, like, you know, sometimes people ask me about, do I do anything? And the reason I have my hair is because I always use products to help my, keep my health, hair and scalp healthiest. So I do use simple products, but there are other things out there that they might have, to, they could look in the medical field for. I would check into it and find out if it would help them, like the PRP, but that would be going to a physician. They might want to check into something like that. What about non-prescription products for styling? Styling is, that's something that people is a matter of this is what we have and this is the look we want. And can we use products to help make it look like that? Right. As you can. And I would like to share one that I think would be really good for both of them or for anyone. What's important, I realize, in the styling help, it's the biggest difference is if they have a contrast of an example. Light skin, dark hair, dark skin, light hair. Okay. That could be like um, a Caucasian, very fair skin person having dark brown hair. Then their scalp is going to be obvious because of the transition, the two colors. Okay. In that case, I would suggest that they do one or two things. They would either lighten their hair color so there's not so much of a contrast and or use the products out there, like we have products and you see them everywhere, where you can sprinkle it on, spray it on the scalp to make the scalp look similar to the color to fill in. Right. That's one thing. And it works in the reverse as well. If they have dark skin and light hair, then you would want to have dark hair. And light hair would be somebody with gray. You know, anybody who has Correct. gray okay. darker skin. So I would say color that hair, temporary permanently, whatever you have to do. So there's less contrast. So the contrast matters also. So how much does all this cost? Of course, insurance doesn't cover it, correct? I don't know in your case. Let me tell you what, that's a good question. What I usually say, if insurance covers it, let it be icing on the cake. You do it because you want to make a difference. You're doing it for yourself. But with that being said, because the hair loss could be a medical condition, and if you have a doctor, your physician, 
can say it's type of alopecia it is and prescribe like a cranial prosthesis. These are the magic words that they need a cranial prosthesis because they have alopecia, whatever they, whatever type they diagnose it. Okay. Then you take that to your insurance company and you ask if they cover. Sometimes I've seen, I can't say with, with each one who gets it, who does it, but I've seen some of them do get it, some don't. Sometimes they say only one time. Sometimes somebody gets it different. So you, they do have to do the research. You have nothing to lose. If you decide to do this, then do the research anyway and find out if you can be covered. Sure, why not, right? Absolutely. And we give the proper paperwork that they need, you know, if that happens. If they're going to be, you know, we give it an invoice. They, you know, they had their receipt with me, but we give a specific invoice for medical. So we can say that it's a hair prosthesis, you know, so that it's backing up what they're getting and, you know, what their doctor's recommending, describing. So do you see that people use this right now and then gradually when the hair starts regrowing back, they stop using uh, these non-surgical hair replacements or is this forever? That will depend on them in the sense of if they're getting older, and they're starting to lose hair, they may choose to continue okay. or they may not, but we would want to plan with the fact that they probably, let's say we want to assumption that they're not going to, it's going to be temporary. Well, that's a way we would, would treat it that way first. Then later, if they say, you know what, I really like it. I want to keep doing it. That's fine. Then we can alter things and, you know, later they could make adjustments to what they have. Okay. How long does this last? Like if you, create something for a client and they've started using it, how long can they use that for, especially the, uh, the extended wear? Okay, the extended wear is the hardest one to give you a timeline. So when people are concerned about how long something lasts, I usually suggest that they start with something that's removable because then they're only, you know, listen, they're wearing it, even if they wear it eight hours a day, 12 hours, they're not sleeping in it. Gotcha. And so, you know, and I give the analogies like your car or your gas, how much you use it is what's going to, you know, work out that way. So I would not recommend something if they're looking for long longevity to do something that is permanent because they are going to wear things out. Okay, and if it's not permanent, how much time does one need to get ready, like, you know, going to work in the morning or going out somewhere, how long does it take to put it on? That's a good, another good question. That's what I help them with when they come and we pick out the style. And I get to find out what they're used to doing. I usually like to know what tools do you work with? What do you use? What can, what are you capable of or not? So that if it's some people, I've seen clients have it styled, they came, maybe even came to our salon or somewhere else and had it done for a month and left it because they don't sleep in it. They just take it on, take it off. Right. And they can go as long as a month. I've seen some people will do it weekly and some will do it themselves weekly. At the end of the weekend, they'll redo it, but they could learn to do that quickly. And if it's shorter hair, then we can, if they need that ability, sometimes synthetic is better for that as well. And how many minutes does it take, like a time limit in the morning to get ready before going to work? A few minutes or does it take time? Yeah, that would be great. Mike, the fun question to ask my clients, but how many of them do it? Some of them have just wet it down and scrunch it up. 
Oh, okay. Because we designed it with that in mind. So it's simple. I'm one of those people, I wash my hair and I leave with it wet. Always have and always will. So I relate to the people who have no time and don't or don't want to do it. And then there are people who aren't capable of doing it. They just, you know, they're not, they don't feel comfortable styling the hair. That's what they tell me. And we work together to find what's going to be easier for them. All right. So it's styled more for people like that. Correct. And also, can they use hair products on it, like hairspray and stuff like that? Or when they sweat, what happens with sweating? Can they work out at the gym with it? Yeah, I do have clients that are very active. Those are things I recommend that anyone that's listening to this start writing down as this triggers questions and things that they think they should share. Because you could do virtual everything. It's just that it has to be the right one for that. So sometimes someone will say to me, well, uh, can I go swimming? I go, absolutely. But how often are you going to swim? And then they say, well, I hardly ever go. I don't even like to get my hair wet. And I go, well, then let's not design for swimming. Or I have someone who plays tennis almost every day and they're sweaty. Then let's design for, you're going to play tennis every day. Let's think of another one who runs regularly. Yes, running. we design with that in mind. So when you say you design with that in mind, is it a different material? So, yes. Yeah, so well, that was the one I custom designed. Absolutely. I do design with different materials for different situations. And sometimes, though, I have people who need, might combine it. You know, they might want to be able to occasionally put it on for extended wear because they're going to go away for a week and they don't want to have to take it on and off. We could do that as well if they share that with me when we're designing. How do you relate with or understand your clients dealing with hair loss? Because there's a lot of psychology involved with it, the, you know, emotionally and, you know, like it's, it's everything. It's a lot going on. So how do you deal with that when, when you're listening to them? I relate to them because even though I didn't have I don't have a hair loss, I first, besides my family on both sides have hair loss, but how I relate is when I was a child, my sister teased me, siblings do, called me Bucky Beaver. I spent my entire growing up thinking I was ugly and I didn't want anyone to see my teeth. So I, it affected my entire growth growing up. When I got into the hair replacement for men, the best thing could have happened. It's kind of like it's meant to be. I had a client. He was my age. We're in our early 20s. And I learned to ask them, what do they do, you know, you know, in life to get them to talk. So I have to talk. And I said, so, so what do you do? And as I'm removing his hair system, we called it, as I'm removing it from his head, again, he's my age in his 20s and he looked good. I said, he said, oh, I'm going to Harvard Law School. I was like, the light bulbs went off in my head that he did something about his appearance that mattered to him. I, two days later, I had an appointment for an orthodontist. Then I had braces on. I paid for them myself. It was the best thing ever. And I, I often joke, once they took the braces off, I haven't stopped talking since. <laughs> oh, wow. That's, that's great, you know, that you, had, you went through something like this. So you can actually relate to people and how they feel with hair loss, especially females you know it's it's their identity so it's tough men too people don't realize that men it matters oh yeah men too like yeah you're right you're right and there are some people that are okay i have a niece that's bob actually one of my nieces married a client who had alpecia universalis that means total bald 
is since he was he was a client since he was a young kid with me. He moved away from Long Island, became got into the service, and then he one thing led to another, and one of my nieces dated him, ended up getting married to him. A previous client, and then when he finished, he was in the service. When he got out of the military, he said to her, "What do you think? Should I wear hair or not?" Now, when he was in the military, he wasn't allowed to wear the hair. But when he came home to Long Island, he wore it. So that some people knew him with it, some didn't. She said, you could do whatever. I don't care. She said, we're cool about that. It's whatever works. Well, with that being said, he decided not to wear it. He now has four children. They have four children. His firstborn ended up ha- having alopecia universalis. Oh, wow. And, but the amazing part is she had shots to keep her head hair for years. They gave medically gave her shots. But when she got to be like um, going, getting ready for college, she had a medical condition. She thought she was going to die. She was scared. She decided, she, number one, she's going to become a nurse. Number two, she doesn't want the shots anymore. And three, she doesn't care if she loses her hair. And she, And the best part is she's now a nurse in chemotherapy, oncology, for and she is bald and it's okay amazing story amazing so it's whatever it makes you whatever matters for the person whatever works for you you know so bariatric surgery wise who is a good candidate for what you do anyone that finds that's really affecting their life like just like i understand you know i've gone up and down my weight and and i have family four people in my family have had the surgery by the way so i understand the effects of that and so people don't go out, they don't do things. Well, if you find the same thing happening now because of your hair that was happening when you had the weight problem, do something. Take charge like you did about your weight. Take charge, keep doing it. And this way you can feel better about yourself. It's about self-expression. It's self-confidence and self-expression. Absolutely. Totally agree. Do you offer any free consultations? I do. You do. So if uh, someone needs to reach out to you, how do they know where to reach out to you? Okay, the best thing, starting off with, email me at jojoconcepts at gmail. J-O-J-O-C-O-N-C-E-P-T-S at gmail.com. And in the subject line, write want free consult. Just put that down. Subject line, want free consult. And then in the body, write, give me your contact information, how I can get reach you so that we can connect to schedule an appointment for you and to help you prepare for the appointment by thinking what you might want to do, what, just to give you some guidance. How do you feel at the end of the day when you've helped someone tremendously? This is, this is tremendous what you're doing. It's really awesome. So how do you feel at the end of the day when you've, you know, you really helped someone? How do you feel about it? I love it. I, and, and I especially feel good when people move on with their lives. Like I have people, what they have accomplished once they felt self-confidence about themselves and self-expressed and how it's moved their lives. Whether it's parents going to the games with their children and being able to be a Stanford of their children, or whether it's somebody becoming, getting her doctorate. I've seen everything that people have that are speaking in public because of their hair that are playing tennis with their children, you know, and all the different things. So I, I feed off that. 
Love it, Joe. This is great. This is awesome stuff. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your wisdom and insight about hair loss and hair non-surgical hair replacement. Uh, for everyone out there, I hope you make the best use of your day during your weight loss journey. And may Regain Be Gone continue to change your world one day at a time. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me and congratulations for everyone for having taken the step that you originally took to change your life, your health. I also have a free resource for all my listeners. It's a journal on how to overcome cravings. Click on the link below and all you have to do is enter your name and email and your free copy of Bye Bye Cravings will be sent directly to your inbox.